butt lifts or boob implants or you tend to be dumber anyways. I can, I can talk about my own sex. <laughs> Gun magazines, not pornos. Do you think vehicles in the future will be half gas, half electric? What's up, everyone? This is Devin. And I'm Tori. And we're back for another episode of Sweet Wine in the Bike Shop. Woohoo! So, that's it. I know we've been putting out weekly, but we haven't recorded one in a couple weeks. So, burning through the ones we had banked up. Yeah, our schedules were getting a little busy. So, um, today we're going to do, I don't know, I was looking for some debatable topics. And so, this one we're going to start off with some health debate topics. So, first one, should health care be universal? Yes. Why is that? Because I think it's stupid how insurance gets to play the role in how you get your care. Yeah. So, like, my opinion on this, my, my idea or solution is you have a public free health care system um, that the government pays for. You know, a doctor coming out of school might have to start there for a little bit and then eventually could transition over to his own practice or something like that. And once he has so many years, there's, or, you know, kind of your residency doctors could get their time in at the public health care service and then they could go off and start their own practice or do their own practice stuff. Uh, because as, if I have money and want to pay for a better care of doctor, I feel like I should be able to do that. I agree. And we kind of have that now with places that have their own practice and stuff. It's just your insurance don't cover. So I think, yep, you, you can have free, 100% free health care. You know, if you're just looking to go get, you know, you have the sniffles and just want something, you know, help with that, you can go there. But then when it comes to a major surgery or something like that, you can use what's still free or you could look for a better surgeon, you know, someone where that, and that I think would allow for doctors that, you know, again, are worth more. They've had more surgeries done. You know, they can they can just open up their own practice, do their own thing. Yeah. Thing. And, you know, that world. So that's what I would say with universal health care. Should there be some? Yes. That's, but I don't think every doctor should have to have a universal free health care and get the money from the um, you know, state. Right. I agree with that. Um, cosmetic products should be covered by health insurance. I think it's cosmetic procedures. Oh, cosmetic procedures. Sorry. So if you're getting like a brush reduction or you're getting like a nose job or butt lifts or boob implants or. I think yes, because. And I hate how insurance want to argue that for women who are bigger chested that. They get back pains because there's so much weight in the front that their back can't compensate. And the insurance will argue that they will not cover it because it's just a cosmetic surgery. Yeah. Well, it's like normally you got to fight for like, like if you lose a bunch of weight, if you know, if you're 400 pounds and lose it and yes. you have that extra flab of skin to have like a tummy tuck done where they cut that flab off, you normally have to fight insurance on something like that. Even though there is health issues with that flab rubbing and, and you know, stuff like that. And right now with our current healthcare system, you know, it almost causes us to be more obese because they don't educate well on health and nutrition and how bad, you know, things are, certain things are for you. So 
I guess, yeah, I am on, on so, I guess some should, some shouldn't type of deal. If you're trying to look like Barbie, then probably not. But if you are trying to get, like, the tummy tuck or. But where do you go? Because, okay, I'm, I'm on the obese side. Technically, it's bad for my health to be obese. I could go get a tummy tuck and then now I'm not fat. I'm not obese. So should insurance have to pay for that? What? what does that have to do with? That's a cosmetic procedure that if we say that should be covered, and they wouldn't know a difference between me because they're not going to come and look at me and go, oh, you, you lost a bunch of weight. You know, you have the extra flab skin. And so let's go do but it. Isn't that the same thing as like getting that sleeve or the gastric surgery? I mean, yeah, but it's not a cosmetic surgery. No. So you're saying I would have to get the, the sleeve or something. I just to, know. So, but again, what if I just lost a bunch of weight? You know, if I lost 200 pounds on my own. Then, yeah, you would have that. Because I feel like insurance are almost a little bit more understanding of the skin thing. If someone does get one of those, you know, sleeves put in or, or you know, has a type of surgery that, you know, helps them lose weight. They, they're almost more understanding of, okay, yep, you're going to have the skin. But when someone, you know, themselves, you know, actually does the work and put in the time and, you know, lose the weight on their own. They tend to, I feel, be less likely to cover that. Yeah. So I guess I still think it's a circumstance that's thing because yeah, again, I'm obese. Technically, I you know it would help me to go have a tummy tuck done, and, and you know, so or I, <laughs> I'm sure I could think of other ones. I was just trying to think of another <laughs> quick one, but I can't kind of think of it off the top of my head. Well. Well, this was another thing I was going to ask, too. So, like, the nose surgery or any facial surgeries, do they consider that cosmetic if you've been, like, in an accident or, you know, like, you got hit in the face with a baseball and it broke, like, it shattered your nose or it shattered your face? Or yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, well, if you are, if it's life-threatening, then you can normally get those covered okay. again and... You know, if it's life-threatening. I didn't want to offend anybody, but... <laughs> no. Um, we'll jump to... the Should the drinking age be 18? No. Why? Because... Even though that is the legal age of being an adult, I don't feel that drinking should be at 18. I mean, when do you think you should be able to drink then? Probably like when you're 20, <laughs> so you're younger. <laughs> I'm thinking more like... I don't see your teens as you should start drinking, but... 23 or 25 is where I put it. You do? No, I actually move it up. Because females' brain typically start, doesn't stop developing until about 23, and guys don't stop de developing until 25. Now, you can't age discriminate. Go, girls, you can go drink at 23 since your brain stopped growing, and, and guys can, you know... Or, or stop when or start <laughs> drinking when they're twenty five. Um, that would be just you know sexist then at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's not be sexist. But so I would put the age limit higher. Twenty three, I guess I'd probably go with just to be kind of fair. I mean, guys, you know, your brain is still growing, but you tend to be dumber anyways. It's about <laughs> You're so nice to yourself. I can I can I can talk about my own sex. <laughs> I just think back to being, and you know, and 
even at 25, three years ago is a big, big difference. Yeah. I say that's probably when I did most of my growing up is within the last three years. What? You're admitting that? (laughs) Vaping should be banned. Yeah. I don't think you should ban it, but I do think that it should be considered like smoking and not be allowed in public places. Like, it's just really annoying that. Yeah, that uh, kids and, and like just the, for the fact of you know again the annoyance of the smoke in the air and stuff and just that kind of you know if if smoking's banned I think vaping should be banned in that same area. We all know you keep kids in high school smoke in the bathroom, so <laughs> yeah. Um, smoking should be banned in all public places. Yeah, vaping and. I would say yes, for the most part. I don't know. I guess there's some, like, when, if it was a bar that they're only, they did not serve food, you know, they did not have, like, a restaurant, but you got to have some type of food. So, I guess the closest one would be, like, Blanchard, or, you know, they just have popcorn because they have to offer some type of food. Yeah. So, but they don't have an actual kitchen or anything. Something like smoking in there, I mean, you're going there to drink, you know, I don't see anything wrong with smoking in an environment like that. Now, if there's food... Where, you know, there could be a chance, you know, with food, tend to bring in families, you know, come eat, even if it's at a bar, you know, if it's called a bar. Or I, you know, think that then that should be, you know, if you're serving food, then the smoking needs to be gone, the vaping as well. Yeah. But if it's a bar that just is alcohol, well, then bring in the let smoking, let vaping. I can see where you're going with that. So I guess I'd be a no to all public places, but I would say most. People should be legally required to get vaccines. No, it's your body, your choice. I feel like, you, I mean, you you didn't push it before, but when you were like in medical school and stuff, you were a little bit more like people need to make sure they're vaccinating their kids and stuff like that. Because we can almost, if everyone would just get vaccinated, we could kill, you know, some of these old diseases. I wasn't like that. I There was like... A time where you were talking like small, I think it was like smallpox or something. Like if everyone just got vaccinated for smallpox, we would wipe out the disease. Okay, I was probably really ignorant, but now that I've been open to other opinions and seeing what not everyone can have the vaccine because they're allergic to the ingredients or they can have a bad reaction to it. So yeah. I'm pre- I'm more understanding. Well, and that's that's what everyone you should. Never be diehard in your position, I guess. You should always be willing to be open and understand someone else's point of view on something and be willing to change if they, you know, provide valid points. It's, you know, I mean, you can still finish at the end of the day of, nope, I'm going to believe in my opinion, you're going to believe in your opinion, where you just got to agree to disagree. Yeah. But there's going to be times where you're going to have an opinion on something, get new facts presented to you and go, you know what, you're right. I should change my point of view to your side. And and, and then there's going to be things where, you know, after explaining your facts, you know, they may come to your side of point of view. But that we, we've just lost that view, I feel like, in society so much. It's always just yes. play the victim. Well, and going back to what you had said, yes, because I know a lot of people who do work in the healthcare and they think the same way. Everybody should be vaccinated. And it's like, okay, maybe you should step out of that and see that's not the case. Like... Should we'll jump to since I said obesity earlier, should um, obesity be labeled as a disease? 
It's tricky. Uh, yes. Well, I don't think it's tricky. I think it's this. It's obe- obesity is a disease, is, but we do not need to calculate obesity scale off of the BMI scale. Agreed. It, I think you need to actually go in and like have like a DEXA scan done to tell you actually how much fat you have on your body. I agree. I think they do need to do away with the BMI. It is not accurate. And I actually know somebody who's lost over 50 pounds and she got the tummy tuck and the BMI was telling her she was still obese, but she was a healthy like weight and she's just looking at the doctor like, really? And they're just like, well, that's what the BMI says. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, that's, I don't, I don't know, I guess, you know, with, I would want to know, has bone density changed over time? Like, are bones becoming more brittle? Are they becoming, you know, stronger? Is there a different weight to them? I mean, we can't really just, I mean, I guess unless doctors are pulling out leg bones and when they amputate a leg or something, start weighing them to see if there's <laughs> a difference. But I think that'd be something that'd have to be tracked. I'm sure, like, males different than females and height differences, too. Yeah. Um, sexual orientation is determined at birth. Ooh, this is going to get you fired up. <laughs> I say yes. You do? Yeah. Until you're legal and adult, <laughs> uh, whatever your biological sex is, it could be your sex. Once you turn 25, because I think an adult's basically 25, or 23, I guess 23 is what I said. I said middle ground between men and female. Uh, so 23, until you're 23, you can't change that on any do- legal document or anything like that. Yeah, I agree. You should agree? You don't, you don't have anything to add in? I just was laughing because I know we had talked about this before and you got pretty fired up the last time. There's just dumb things that are people are trying <laughs> to pass. I agree. Because <laughs> we can't con- use common sense anymore in this world. <laughs> no. no, we can't. The sale of human organs should be legalized. Isn't it kind of, though? Can't you, like, donate? That's not a sale, though. They're not buying your organs. You're donating. Oh, true. Uh, That's a gray area. Yeah, because if you started, like, oh, you know, a kidney, you know, versus donating, we'll get, you know, you get $10,000 for donating your kidney or something like that. You're going to have people killing people and harvesting their kidneys. I mean, that kind of, I guess already happens on the black market. I but was going to say, isn't the black market a thing? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, I would say no. Yeah, I would say no. I would keep it a donation thing. You know, I'm sure there's people out there who, you know, are rich and will be like, hey, I'll give you X amount to donate your kidney to me since you're a match. My blood type already. Yeah. And they get the money and then sign afterwards for Birth control should be for sale over the counter. I think pill wise. Like yeah, if you want to go into, I don't buy think a pill, the depot shot should be because that's sketchy. Actually, I think they should ban that to begin with. Um, and the IUD, I don't know how you're gonna get the IUD in here. So <laughs> yeah, so it'd be a, a pill form. I um, would say should, the pill so, should so be you, so. Any female should be able to walk into a pharmacy and go, I want birth control and hand it to me. I mean, don't you kind of already have that option? Because you can go to like Planned Parenthood and 
talk with a physician. But you're going to a clinic. You're not going to like a pharmacy, like a Rite Aid or um, exactly. I, or I like feel, a Walgreens. I feel like taking a pill that's going to f- affect your hormones should definitely be talked with with a doctor before just going in and buying whatever one you want. Well, you could probably, you know, how they have a generic brand for everything. They could have a generic brand for birth control. But it's still going to affect your hormones. That's how it stops the pregnancy. And you don't think, like, painkillers affect your body? I'm not talking about your body. I'm talking about hormones. Hormones are in your body. Yes. Yes. So, yes, it is. But I just still do not think you should just be able to go in and walk in and buy one. You are not a female, so you wouldn't understand. No, I wouldn't, but... <laughs> If they offered a contraception, well, actually, they're working on a contraception pill for a guy, and it's supposed sure to be way more effective. Be over the counter. No, I'm sure you're going to still go to a doctor, and ex- they're going to explain, you know, okay, what this is doing to you, or at least they should be. Yeah. When it comes out, and they're like, oh, it's over the counter for men, because that's how it goes, uh-huh. I'm going to be like, told you, told you so. And yeah, you're funny, because it's mm. not going to happen like that. <laughs> I know I'm right, so. <laughs> oh, Okay. But no, it should it should not be sold over the counter. Mm-hmm. You sh- you should have to go see someone about it, because it's not because it's going through getting filtered through your kidney or getting filtered through your liver and like a painkiller. How come is Plan B able to get? How come you can get Plan B? I don't know. Yeah, that that seems like a little sketchy thing too. Yeah, but they probably they probably are willing to do. Insurance companies are willing to do that because if someone made a mistake, they can just go take Plan B and be mm-hmm. de- good. For, personally, that's way overpriced. You think? Well, that's how they make their money because you're like, oh, oops. Because I've heard it. Isn't it like up to like, it's got to have gone up since, since, you know, everything else has gone up. up. So I bet you it's probably $60, $70 for the stupid thing now. Wasn't it like 50 I don't know what. I don't remember. Um. All right. Well, that's all I got for the health debate topics. Unless you can think of any other health. No, related. I thought those were good topics to talk and debate about. We'll jump into some technology debate topics. See, you might be better at this because you're a little more tech savvy than I am. No. Social media has improved human human communicate. Goodness, I can't talk. Improved human communication. It. Has, but it's made people more mean. It's provided ways is for us to communicating at a distance. Yes. But it has not made, it has not improved human communication overall. No, because you could see somebody and not talk to them and face to face, but you could chat with them all you want. On. Well, not even that. It's like, you know, oh, like my grandma lives on the east side. It's like. With technology, we've been able to. She can see the pictures like it's posted on Facebook and stuff like that. So she feels a little bit more connected in that way. Hey, and then you know we call her. her yeah. And so it's like with that, it's it helps. That but helps. It doesn't. But it hasn't improved the communication because back in the day, we probably would have drove over a lot more times and seen her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's so I would say no. The development of artificial intelligence will help humanity. The development of our... So artificial intelligence is basically a computer that's as smart as a human or smarter. No. 
you're getting computers that can start to write their own code that would tell itself to do something new that it wasn't able to do before. I think it's going to make us more stupid. There'll be goods and bads to it. You know, everyone, the, the movie Terminator is basically what oh, artificial intelligence it becomes smarter than us and like iRobot, you know, the system became smarter than the humans and realized in order to protect most like human life, some human life must die. And so, uh, you know, they try to go out and like kill the low life is what their main plan is and just anyone that's kind of inconvenienced. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, but there will they be beneficiaries? Yeah, because a computer is going to learn, learn things that we wouldn't know how to do yet. Yeah. But probably from like an engineer standpoint, a robotic standpoint, um, even by medical standpoints, they, they might, you know, figure out, hey, you've entered in all these diseases. This, it could be one of these related things. You know, kind of kick out yeah. you know, options for how, how to treat people. Mm-hmm. Um, individuals should own their own DNA. I guess I don't know about th- I don't. Know. This one's tricky because I don't I know. I don't like know the rules with DNA. I guess. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> it's in your body, so you should own it, right? <laughs> but like you said, we don't know the policies, and if there are policies, I feel like that's kind of stupid because. Well, I wonder because so like one of the reasons why I've never done the 23andMe or I can't remember what some of the other companies are where that you send your DNA in and, and, um, you know, they tell you come back and go, oh, you're this nationality, this nationality, this, you know, they little list off, you know, what nationalities you can come back is because then you're in their database. They have the right to keep your DNA in their database. And so that's how, you know, some people have been caught criminal wise if they've if you do something criminal, well, they can catch you that way because you're in that database and they can use that database even if your fingerprints have never been filed in the police station or anything like that. Yep. So I'm guessing it's something along that standpoint of if you submit your DNA to something, then they can't hold it or keep a database. Yeah. I would say yes to that. But at the same time, I feel like even if there was a rule like that, that's not going to get held in place. No. They're still going to keep it. Humans should invest in technology to explore and colonize other planets. Colonize. Colonize, sorry. <laughs> Colonialize. Colonial. I don't even know if that's a word. I don't think it is. I'm um, Google it. I prefer not. Why? Because I think of... Um, you don't think someday we're going to live on Mars? I think of Battleship when they sent a signal out and they accidentally got these aliens that wanted we send to kill sing- people. We send out signals all the time trying to find other life. Because if we found some they're other life c- that can come here, hopefully we can use their technology to be able to travel because they're going to be able to travel at light years versus, you know, we can just barely get over the sound barrier. <laughs> I just don't think that's a good idea. Or if they do it, hopefully I'm dead. Maybe we'll have to do an alien episode sometime. Oh, please no. <laughs> My opinion, I guess, on it because I didn't really give it. I say yes. I think we should look at figuring out at least one of the planets closer or something in case someone decides to hit the nuclear button and everything goes up. You know, hopefully we'd have some people on another planet. Yeah. Starting to get it developed so that way 
you know, if something crazy happens here. Um, governments should invest in alternative energy sources. I do feel we need some alternative, but it just... I I have a strong opinion on this, and... Why don't you go, because I... Mine's nuclear. I think a couple nuclear plants. The amount... So the fail-safes that have caused for meltdowns in the past versus the fail-safes we have now on stuff like that is, like, 10 times, 20 times better. So for a, a failure to happen... And is really, really unlikely. I mean, unless someone, you know, bombs it, you know, that way or something, then it could cause issues. But even then, they've come up with plans and strategies for if someone was to drive a car bomb into the nuclear base, they, they still have fail-safes to, you know, stop it and prevent it from melting down. Um, so nuclear, a bar of nuclear energy about that big, it could sustain the energy we need in our home for the rest of our lives. And so, so the amount of space and energy that it, a bar like this takes up for us versus the amount of fossil fuel needed versus the amount of solar energy that can be provided versus the amount of wind energy versus, um, what's the other one? They have water or hydro. Yep. Oh, it's kind of another big one. That's kind of currently used, big ones, biggest one. And so, Nuclear is the most, if you're looking for an energy-efficient way to provide energies to all uh, versus, or not versus, but based on how much waste is done, and it is definitely the best option, in my opinion. Do we need to come up with something? Yes, but nuclear is the way to go, Yeah, in my opinion. What's vibrating? Phone is like freaking out. Yeah, someone's trying to call me. Um, net neutrality should be restored. I'm guessing that's in the energy aspects. Like, should we try to reverse our carbon? This game putting the I don't know because again with the whole new, you know I don't believe it's not I don't believe in the uh ideology of like we're putting more carbon in the air so it's global warming if you look at based on this is kind of coming from more i think of like a geology standpoint of weather erosion and stuff like that in places that the amount of that we're tracking now of how much carbon they can put in the air every year is identical to what it's been over the last 100 million years you know, however long it's been around. Basically, they said there's always these growths coming up. There's a big ice age, and then it, you know, you know, thaws out, and then slowly warms back up. And so I would say, should we, it'd probably be good if we wanted to look at something like that for the aspect of preventing an ice age. But it's like, what is it going to kill, too, at the same time? You know, if we don't have this ice age, that means, obviously, whatever's, you know, killed in that ice age and, and, you know, whatever plants die off and come back from it. So th- there's probably goods and bads to it, but... What do they say? Survival of the fittest? Yeah. <laughs> um, Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies should be encouraged or should they be banned? I don't know these very well, so you'd have to... Y- use Me, I, th- I think they're a good thing, personally. 
I think, the, the, I guess the this is the tricky part because the, the thing that backs it, the idea behind it, it is basically it's, um, and I guess I'm not super nerdy. I just, the government's trying to control it, and that's the whole point of cryptocurrency is that the government won't control, like the government's talking about putting their old digital currency out there or that, you know, but it's still, it's centralized by the government, so the government's going to control what it's worth. Yep. So where Bitcoin is all controlled by, you know, what's been mined and used and, you know, is out there, availability based on almost like a stock of some sorts that control the price a little bit, so the demand for it causes for or what the price is set at. So mm -hmm. I think it's a good thing. I think the ideas behind the blockchain itself, and I don't completely understand all this stuff, I, I, but I like the idea that the blockchain could be used to not necessarily, like, the, a lot of people look at it as, like, a digital asset. So, like, in a video game, that oh, you own this piece of property in your video game, you know, well, that's what a lot of people are looking at. I think we should be using the blockchain for more of, yeah, you can set up ownership in like a video game type of thing, but that's our actual world. And so like when we buy a property versus it getting sent to the county to record a, a mortgage or a, a, the deed in our name to put our names on the property to, then if someone wanted to know who owns this property, they have to go to call the county and get that. Now, wouldn't it be nice if you can just open up your phone on the app and go, Hey, this so and so owns this, you know, and then go go hand them, and they can write, you know, you can write them a check, and they can transfer ownership. You know, they could sign on the blockchain that you, you know, okay, you bought this property from me, transaction and over. Property, probably why one of the reasons why governments don't want something like that to happen is because now they're gonna lose out on the recording fees of recording a deed or whatever. You know, they're not gonna get the little fees for that. Yep. When it can be all handled by, like a decentralized platform. See, I knew that was more up your alley because I didn't know. I don't know Bitcoin or the cryptocurrencies very well. Do you think we'll ever get to a point where alternative energy completely replaces fossil fuels? Isn't that what they're trying to accomplish right now? That's what they're pushing for, but it's dumb because that will never completely get rid of fossil fuels. Plus, I don't want to give up my gas engines and dirt bikes and four-wheelers and snowmobiles and the, the fun toys and then i always love and like i wouldn't mind having like a i'm sorry but electric comes from fossil fuel. yeah yeah if your electric vehicles are gonna come but uh, you know say they do eventually get to the point where uh, they have enough energy that's not come that they could shut fossil fuels off solar can go so far but excuse me you have to have a sunny day like Every freaking well, day. That. And so, like, a lot of people point to the idea of, like, Texas, the turbines, you know, freezing all up when they, and the reason why they had power outages from that freezing up and not spinning and not working is because they got rid of their fossil fuel, basically, fail-safe system. Um, so, normally, you would have fossil fuels burning thing to provide your energy, whereas they had the wind, and so they stopped using their fossil fuels and didn't have any there where if you had fossil fuels sitting there or being used every now and then to just kind of recycle the system, all of a sudden your, all your wind turbines do go down, bam, you can switch over to fossil fuels and bam, you're, you're staying online with your power. You don't have to shut people off because your wind turbines freeze. Yeah. So. Um, cell phone radiation is dangerous and should be 
limited. Limited. Isn't this partially a myth? No, they they say like the reason why there's like testicular issues and stuff is from guys carrying their phones in the front pocket and stuff like that. Oh. Uh, um. Then yeah, just the radiation. Like you shouldn't sleep with your phone in your same room. No. Nope. You shouldn't have Wi-Fi in your room. You know, you should basically build a box. Completely no lights <laughs> that's at 63 <laughs> degrees, and you can lay in there and sleep. It's completely dark. No sound at all. Uh, 63 degrees. He's yeah. attacking me because I sleep with a fan and I have a heater. and But I have been putting my phone on do not disturb at night. So. Well, at least your phone's not vibrating, but you shouldn't have it in your room because it's definitely the worst place for it, they say, on any for anyone, is on a nightstand by your head. But yeah, that's where both of them are at. Well, yeah, because what do we use as an alarm? Our phones. Mm-hmm. So they got to be close by us. Yeah. I think we've talked about this topic before. Should When should kids be introduced to tablets and phones? And what age, what age do you think you should be allowed to get your first phone? Why do you want to talk about this? I just want to, I want to hear your opinions. I know we're different on it. I think when they start sports where they're traveling and it's not like a, they get a freaking iPhone, it's a track phone. That's understandable. Well, I think you got to prove that you could be reliable with that phone and stuff before you get like an iPhone or a smartphone of some sort. iPad usage. Just usage, not that you get their own. I personally wouldn't have our kid on it right now, but I see that's out the window already, so. Nope, and it's all educational or drawing are the two things he does when we're on it. And it's not long, you know. It's At the max, is like an hour. And then we're off to doing something else. And it's not like we're using it. See, I think the iPads and the technology gets a bad rap because parents use it to babysit their kids. Is, is where the bad rap comes from. Um, and when parents use it to babysit kids, then kids become dependent on that, needing that, will get upset if they can't have it at the dinner table or can't have it at a restaurant uh, because they're used to, they don't want to have conversation with their parents. Their parents don't want to have conversation with them, so they just throw an iPad in front of them and make them watch a movie or something on there or play games. Mm-hmm. games. Like, anytime I've let Cole on my iPad, it's because I'm there with him. We're drawing together typically, or I'm helping them or showing them and stuff like that. Yep. Or we're playing like a learning game, you know, ABCs, math. We've done a couple of those. So I think, can they be exposed to it at a young age? Yes. Do they need their own? No. Parents can have one, and it's the parents. And it's like we kind of have. Some parents, I think, need time limits. Oh, yeah? Do you think we need time limits? I do think we do. Yes and no. I think we're conscious of when he's around, we're not on it, not paying attention to him. We might check it or something, but I don't think we get lost into it. We're only playing with him, in my opinion. Here and there, but there have been times. I'm sure there's been times where it's like. For both of us, we, not just We you start looking at something and, okay, we get stuck into it and lose track of what we're doing. But yeah, for the most part, I would say. It would do well of making sure that if 
more people can prove to me of what you just said, I may have a better understanding of it. But I have seen it be neglected and, like you said, using as a babysitting tool. Yeah. So it that, makes me not want to. Yeah, that's where I think the bad rap comes from because we everyone knows technology is part of lives. So when does it become you're doing a kid you're a disservice? You're actually putting him at a learning disadvantage because when he gets to school, he's going to be using iPads. He's going to be using computers. There's, if they're not exposed to that before getting to school, well, I feel that's putting them at a disadvantage. Just like you should start math prior to your, the school you're going in. I remember every summer my mom getting me like math books and stuff kind of going into my next grade. So that way I would start looking at the math problems and things like that. Uh, I mean, we'd get English books too when we were supposed to read, but I didn't pay attention to those because math oh, was easy shocking. for me. <laughs> I liked math. It was easy. So uh, I remember doing those things and being provided those things, which at the time, you know, tablets weren't available. Where we'll be able to do that with Cole is, okay, your tablet time is an hour, and we're going to do math today on it. We're going to do reading. You can read on the tablet. Because magazines and I don't ever see magazines and books becoming completely obsolete, but it's becoming a nostalgic thing. Like the prices of books have increased because they don't print as many because they're printing more digital and audiobooks. Audiobooks are becoming huge. So books are going to become a nostalgic thing, kind of like a vinyl record. You used to build a vinyl, a vinyl record for, you know, cents, you know, dollars. And now it's a nostalgic thing. So now the price has gone up to $20, $30 for a uh, vinyl record. Yep. So I think books are going to become that way too. And magazines, we're already seeing where, it, you know, it's digital is the way to go oh, for that. And, you know, then you got options like um, Apple News that provides magazines. They have books in there. They have, you know, your, you can get all your newspapers in there. So. I hope books don't disappear completely because it's been nice. Like, I didn't really go to the public library when I was a kid. So taking Cole has been, like, really cool and just seeing, like, all the different books they have and... I don't think, again, I don't think they're become obsolete, but, and I think the library is a really good tool for the, to be able to rent the books. But again, if, if you write a book, would you, why would you, if, if you're only going to sell, or maybe you only print enough to send to all the libraries so people can rent your book from a library if they want, and then the rest are going to be digital. So I think books are going to become a thing where if you want to actually read a book, you got to go to the library and rent it out. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people like to buy books and have a full library of themselves. And yep. some people like that feel like I actually magazines because I hated reading books when I was a kid. I liked magazines, one, because there's pictures in there. But I would still read a full big article, you know, a 2000 word article out of this magazine section. And so I like the feel of having actual magazines and stuff. And then there's even some that are controversial magazines and like gun magazines not pornos <laughs> so like gun magazines like, i didn't know where you were going with uh, this, so. i just i just wanted to clarify <laughs> that it's when i say controversial it's, it's not pornograph magazines it's <laughs> it's gun magazines because like apple don't like you know they're kind of like they don't i don't want to call them uh, i guess they probably have shown more anti-gun than actual gun stuff so it's kind of one of those things it's like okay i feel like you know, because of these, I can't, they're harder to find digital. 
platforms and you got to pay almost individually and they got to host their own website for their own digital platform where it's more expensive to do something like that where if you could be part of a big group you know it's typically cheaper so yeah i agree there's things like that mm-hmm. um you don't got any other controversial topics you think vehicles in the future will be half gas half electric I think that's, well, see, the problem is there's such a big push for electric. I'm going to say no, because we're seeing all, all these companies like Dodge is getting rid of the Challenger and Charger to make, basically, it looks kind of like a Challenger, but uh, uh, is 100% electric. You know, Mustang just got rid of, they're no longer making their gas engines. Now, you can buy the Shelby GT500 Mustang and in a gas motor, but other than that, you cannot get any other I version of the. I just don't like that they're pushing for electric because these cars are not cheaper. Well, and like people have noticed, like in cold environments, it takes longer to charge, charge, and your battery dies quicker. There, like yeah. I wouldn't in Michigan, mind. It's cold. Yep, I wouldn't mind an electric car for just driving back and forth to work because I'm close to work. You know, it's not a, it's not a long drive or anything like that. Uh, so you know, for me to drive, you know the. 20 miles a day that I do back and forth to work. If I'm still working on, on the farm, though, I need gas because it's still cold at 3 a.m. And my car's not going to move if it's cold. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's that fact. Mm-hmm. I, like, I that would be what I'd use a electric vehicle for. But, like, pulling my camper and stuff, that would kill the gas mileage on, like, the Ford truck that just came out. And I know GMC, I think, is coming out with one, and Chevy's probably coming oh, out with one. Oh, didn't we just watch a commercial about the electric one, and it was saying, yeah, I was looking at that. I'm like, I feel like that's not going to work. You just wouldn't be able to go very far. I mean, once you hook up, I mean, like, I noticed my gas mileage drops from 20 miles a gallon down to ooh, five when I pull my camper, and it's <laughs> like, okay, if I, you know, my gas, I can put 30 gallons in my tank, so I'm getting, like, 600 miles, whereas a car or, you know, the truck, I think it's, like, at most you're getting 300, so you're getting, and then take that down to a third, so now you're going to get 100 miles. Every 100 miles, you're going to have to stop with pulling a camper yeah, to be able to try to charge. It's yeah. just not going to work. No. I mean, you, you need, at that point, you're going to need, like, solar charge on the top of your vehicle if you're driving and it's sunny out or... Like, get back charge on your batteries from your brakes or something. Like, I'm surprised they don't have that stuff calculated into help. And maybe they, they already pre-do have all that in there, and that's what giving you the 300 miles to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, do you see supplies and whatnot becoming harder to find even if inflation corrects itself? Inflation has, I mean, yes, we can slow inflation and not make it as bad. And we're doing everything wrong for that, in my opinion. But, uh, I mean, the idea is that, yeah, we, we raise rates to get people to stop borrowing money. And I just think people from this pandemic situation and the extra inflow of um, money that people had gotten and... Just overall, like, people were spending like crazy and buying things like crazy, taking out loans and stuff, stuff like crazy. And I think they're still used to that aspect of being able to come and get a loan and it being fairly cheap still. Oh, they haven't noticed the effects on, you know, of the rates yet. 
And I guess that's normal when rates start changing. You don't see that effect for another two years. So in the next two years, yes, I think there's going to be supply issues because of the there was such a shortage on supplies and such a backlog of orders that what orders did stay in the books and that the companies didn't cancel, well, are going to have to fulfill those orders. There's, but at you know they're now going to be losing money to fulfill the orders because prices have gone up on so so many things. Yeah, things is kind of how I look at it. And then new orders are going to be at an you know astronomical high. That I just cringe hearing people and myself like grocery shop and yeah, five items cost a hundred bucks. You'll see crime going up in the next two years. You're going to see the prices of everything going to be still, you know, staying higher, if not higher. There's going to be shortages on things. Things, And it's it's going to be necessity things. It's going to be food and shortage and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, you know, with everything that's happened, they've had issues with, with, you know, just I think some farms and stuff like that. have Some of the big farms have had some issues with things. Just trying to find help. And then if you don't have the help in time, you end up not getting the crops out of the field. Yep. And then it's no good crops and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, with, with the shortage of work, workers, I guess not work, because there's plenty of work available, it's it's going to cause issues. Yeah. That's all I got, I think, for this one. I don't think I have any more topics to debate. <laughs> At least not today. I think you'd like to... I talked a lot, I feel. I feel you didn't talk very much. I mean... You gotta learn to be controversial here. Well, like I said, there was a lot of things I didn't know. So it was hard for me. It's hard for me to exchange how my opinions when I don't know certain things. Oh. I think and it's, I, I think I, it's because... Like, and like you had said prior to when we started dating and getting engaged, that I needed to be more open-minded, so I am trying to be more open-minded. Well, yeah, be open-minded and be always learning, I guess, would be, if you're going to take anything away, because that's what I do, I'm always listening, always reading, always trying to find something now. We may get into, like, some pretty heated arguments, but in the end, I do listen. We haven't really, yeah, at least not on the podcast. No, I just mean, like, in general. Yeah, but, you know. So if I can give advice to anyone and be always continue to learn and be open-minded, be willing to change your opinion on things, things, and, you know, do your own research. Don't always, don't just read one article and, and believe that, you know, kind of read two or three because you never know what narrative someone's trying to push. So be kind. No. You may not like what the person thinks, but you don't need to be very, very cruel. People can disagree on things. We don't have to all agree on everything. No. It's, you know, more or less if you use common sense to find a middle ground, you can tend to solve a lot of issues that way. Mm Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, peace. Peace.